This is the EVP Podcast. And we are back with another episode of the EVP Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm Ghosty. I'm Beaker. And I'm DVO. I half expected to say Buko Boys for some reason. <laughs> you thought it was going to be one of those. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Guess who's not drunk today? <laughs> oh, my God. That yes. was an episode, wasn't it? This is going to be a regular boring episode today because Ghosty's not drunk. I don't know. I'm a little loopy, though, because I was up all night. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Here we go, <laughs> folks. It was such a great episode. I said a lot of stupid shit, yeah. didn't I? And no. this week's episode is brought to you by the letter booze. <laughs> <laughs> Boobs and B- booze. B-O-O-S, booze. Yeah. Boo. I tried to find that for the social media post, the the booze or something like that. Like uh-huh. I put, I typed, I Googled drunk ghost, but like everything was watermarked and copywritten, so oh, I couldn't oh, use any of it. it. <laughs> um, but people love the episode so much. We did have a couple of comments on the YouTube. Yes. Uh, we had our good friend Paul Welch uh, just confirmed that he was there at Salt Air with us when we saw the huge white orb slowly float to the floor from the rafters with our very own eyes. Ooh, our, nice. our naked eyes. Your bare ass eyes. Bare ass <laughs> eyes. But my, my favorite comment came from... But McCain did not get punched in the face as badly as Ghosty no. wanted it to happen. Oh my not God. at Salt Air. He did get punched in the face uh, at a different investigation. But he might get punched in the face at Salt Air. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, apparently we're planning an investigation to Salt there just so we can punch Caden in the face. Um, well, that's, that's that's to be told. <laughs> and I'll film it. Um, but uh, Matt Smith uh, said, oh my gosh, this episode was so funny. I listened to the podcast and then watched it on YouTube. So good. Keep it up, fellas. Yeah, it might be funnier on YouTube because of how much we're laughing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm sure uh, DVO noticed uh, most of the time, anytime Ghosty said something, I just kind of gave him the look like, yeah. what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> just let me take control, everybody. Who cares how much I had to drink? <laughs> oh, word of uh, advice. Uh, I know you were drunk, but if someone's giving a reading, don't feed them information. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, who would have known? Who would have known that a reading was happening at that time? <laughs> <laughs> Just giving you crap. Oh man, um, no, it was a great I was, episode. I, was, I it was. I hope you had as much fun listening to it as we did recording it. I actually don't even remember recording most of that. <laughs> I I believe that. I think I might have blacked out. <laughs> Yeah, when I was sending you quotes of stuff that you said on the podcast, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't remember any of this. And then I started sending quotes after I was like, what the hell am I saying? As you cringe listening to yourself? <laughs> yeah, it was total cringe. I was cringing hard. Oh, man. Well, Ghosty, what are we talking about this week? Oh, we are going to talk about um, some haunted bed and breakfasts. Now, we'll I, want, each now I want breakfast. One. I just had breakfast. And Ghosty wants to go to bed. And I would like to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, we all chose a haunted bed and breakfast, and as, as Beaker's choking down some sausage over here, <laughs> sausage wraps. Oh, oh that okay. shit was wrapped up in a nice warm bun. <laughs> yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, all right. Should I? Let's, let's see. I'll go first. Okay. okay. What, are you, what, are we talk, what are you talking about? All right. Mine, mine is yes, on. <laughs> Funny, you should ask. <laughs> I, don't, like, I don't know what else do you to talk we, about. Do we need to come back to you? <laughs> I couldn't remember the damn name of it. It's Greystone Manor. Ooh, <laughs> sounds spooky already. Right? right? Yeah. Right? Um, so this house, uh, it's in Gasport, New York. It's a Victorian manor. I like it. 
You know um, that's haunted. It's yeah, Victorian right looking. Yeah, it was Victorian. Yeah. The word manor and Victorian looking. You know it's haunted. Yeah. And then throw a weird name like Greystone on it. Yeah. That's a pretty awesome name. Yeah. It is pretty cool. It's, it's not even spelled gray. It's no, it's G R A E. Oh. Well, this shit's messed more up. macabre, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so this home was built in 1865 by uh, Curtis Root. And he actually died in this house. He died from a horse accident where the horse kind of crushed him and he was brought into the house and later died in the house. Um, Since then, three other families have owned it and now the family that owns it now had turned it into a bed and breakfast. Um, There's been a lot of reports of like closet doors opening, uh, footsteps. There's been a lot of like involuntary sicknesses and scratches and bruises on people in certain areas. Hmm. Um women that get touched inappropriately um and that happens to be in the room where the man the first owner of the house had died okay Uh, he's kind of like a grumpy old bastard it sounds like um in the basement it looks all kind of spooky down there all brick and dark and apparently there's a lot of dark shadows that walk around in there and this There was an episode on Kindred Spirits, which is Amy Bruni and Adam something, something. Yep. Mm -hmm. Barry. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They were there investigating. Um, They actually had a little virtual walkthrough of the house with Chip Coffee. And as they go into the basement, he's like freaking out, like, this room's bad. Get out of there. Um, All big fans of the podcast, by the way. All of them. All of them big fans. (laughs) We've met them all. We have. Yeah, well, I actually, see. I didn't meet Amy and Adam. At, Just pretend. I saw them. They they wanted we to. Saw them. They wanted to talk to me, but I was we, busy we, talking we, to my fans. Yeah, eating a banana. I had a bunch of right, fans right. happening. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> sorry guys. Next time I'll make time for you. <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> In the green room. So the green room is you know bed and breakfast. They all all every room has a name. Uh, the green room is the room that Curtis, the first owner, had died in. Uh, in that room, there's, you know, how bed and breakfasts have guest books. Yeah. In this one guest book in the green room, people write stuff down. And this first one, they kind of opened up that just, it was earlier in the year. So it just had happened recently where this guest had wrote, he woke up to a smell of a sweet cigar and a man saying, no, no, don't do that. And the door to the room was wide open. Oh, wow. That's pretty nuts. Um, there was EVPs that they were getting also and the EVPs were telling them to check outside there's stuff going on outside in that house because the new owners of the house um, their last name is Matt Mattison um, which they never even wanted to buy a haunted house they didn't even know this was going to be a haunted house until they bought it and started renovating things and shit started going crazy so that's why they called for the help of those guys. They actually do do investigations at that house. They open it up do, to do, do tours. They do do. Do do do. Do do. Everyone do do's. So then when they said that, um, they when they first bought it, things started happening. So when they first started seeing things, um, they were seeing shadow people and they were hearing their names being called. That'd be pretty nuts. Yeah. Just buying this place and all of a sudden it's acting up. Um see so this house has 20 rooms total with 50 doors and sometimes those doors will randomly open and close in the house as well that'd be pretty nuts though um 
in that room, that green room where the, the first owner had died, the, a lot of people feel like iced, like a lot of cold presences in that room. And just kind of the demeanor that that guy gives off. Mm-hmm. Even Chip Coffee kind of picked up on that grumpy old man. Um, let's see. There's also another ghost by the name of Mina who hangs out in the main parlor. And she's also been picked up in photos and stuff as well. Um, let's see. There's a live stream, actually. There's a live stream camera being uh, in the basement of this house as well. I think I could find this You can out. go online? I think so. I think we need to check this out. Um, I'll, I'll look where you do that. And there's also this is also on Most Terrifying Places in America on the Travel Channel. Hmm. I need to go check that episode out, too, because I didn't see that one. Um, let's see. Uh, that's really pretty much it on the Greystone Manor. Um, I think when Amy and Adam were there, when they were getting the EVPs about them checking outside, there was, there was kind of like a little cemetery out there of some of the family members and all that. Some of them, I think, were unmarked, maybe, but they were renovating this land to kind of make things a little better and, and all that kind of upkeep. But they were doing stuff to this unmarked graves that they didn't know they were doing. So they kind of the investigation that they did kind of found this out and kind of told them what was going on and why the things were acting up as much as it was. But that's pretty much it for this, this place. Would you stay there? I would, of course, in a heartbeat. By yourself? Yeah. Anytime. All Any, all alone? Yeah, the whole house to myself. <laughs> the whole house? The whole house. What would you do? Run around naked. Okay. Why not, right? Would you film it? Uh, live, oh, no, there's, there's a live stream. stream. Yeah, I'd go right down there and just wiggle, 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 wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to their. I'm on their Facebook uh, page right now. Uh-huh. I mean, there's there's a lot of videos on here. I'm not I'm not finding um, a live stream section um, or online. But I'm just kind of just kind of here playing on their Facebook page. There's a lot of videos, a lot of clips they have, but I'm not seeing anything online right now about a live stream. Oh, maybe it's over. Maybe they had it for a while. Yeah. I don't watch, oh. That's There's three like a, and a half hours long. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Watch it. <laughs> yeah, let's watch <laughs> it now. The, well, on the radio silence. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably go to radio right silence. Watch, <laughs> listen to us. Watch a video. Uh, I'll go to the comment section and find if there's any good time markers <laughs> later. <laughs> but yeah, so that's pretty much for the Greystone. Okay. What you got for us, Beaker? Oh, we're going to River Falls, Massachusetts. Nice. For this there. one, River have you? Falls. No. No, I want to be. <laughs> this is this is somewhere I do want to go. This is the Lizzie Borden House. For those of you who don't know who Lizzie Borden is, apparently she took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. And when she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sure everybody's heard that little that nursery rhyme, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Um, in 1892, on August 4th, um, Abby and Andrew Morgan were found brutally hacked to death where their faces were unrecognizable. Uh, the prime suspect, obviously, Lizzie Borden. Um, I know Abby was actually Lizzie and her older sister Emma's stepmother. Uh, they never really did take a liking to her. They felt like she was just trying to get her father's money. That's why she married him. Um, there was a whole lot of stuff that went on. I'm just going to kind of gloss over that because we could do a whole episode on this. But um, long story short, uh, Lizzie supposedly hacked both of her parents to death with an axe. Um, I guess she spent about 10 months in jail 
After the trial was finally over, she was acquitted because there wasn't enough evidence. This is back in the time, like I said, 1892. Um, people didn't really like lock up crime scenes and and keep people out. So there was a lot of people that kind of came in the house, kind of like the Vliska Axe House, just, just picking up things. Like, and people are like, "Hey, this is cool. I'm going to go check dead it out." Bodies, dead you guys bodies, dead bodies, right? <laughs> Some weirdos. Um, Hell yeah, over there, there at the old boarding house. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, there just wasn't enough evidence. And I, I've heard that even like, uh, modern day, like, um, they did like a mock trial using the same evidence and even modern day people are like, yeah, there's just the evidence isn't there to convict her. Um, I do know that, uh, after the incident happened, her and her sister kind of became estranged and I believe Emma knew about it. And kind of like confessed on her deathbed that Lizzie was the one that actually did it, but there's still no evidence of that mm-hmm. either. But this this house um, was recently sold of uh, less than a year ago. It was actually May of 2021. It has served as a bed and breakfast. Um, it still does. I was looking at the website last night. Um, there's six different rooms that you can stay in, and the price was about. $250 for, I believe, the first two people, and it's like an extra $75 a person. Wow. Um, it's, so it's a little pricey. Do you think it comes house, with breakfast? They, uh, well, the, <laughs> the breakfast is actually $20 extra. Oh, well, it doesn't even come yeah. with breakfast. No, it doesn't come. The, the, it's $20 more for the breakfast, and you have to be seated at 8.30, or they will not serve you. Right. Um, That's a lot of them are, yeah. Yeah, uh, even if you paid for it. Right. Okay. So they're just like... Because the, they they have to know who is getting food at 8.30 so they know how much food to cook. Yeah. So if you're not seated by 8.30, there's no food for you. They do, um, you can do tours. But it is a, it's a museum as well. Oh. And they do, they give you like a tour of the house and give you like a history of Lizzie Borden. And those go for about $35 a ticket. Do you think um, it's that haunted in there to want to investigate? Uh, going off of some of the activity that they said here, and uh, yes. I think so. So, um, some of the reports from the former owners and uh, the present-day owners, they say that lights have a mind of their own, turning on and off. The owners would be in a room, and in front of them, the wall switch would flick and turn on the lights. Uh, When no one was upstairs, the second and third floors, uh, the McGinnons, the previous owners, uh, their staff would hear the doors open and close, followed by footsteps. Uh, Shadow people have been seen, especially on the staircase going down to the main hallway and walking into the other parts of the house. Owners of the home have seen shadow people move around different parts of the house. Uh, some of the staff feels some of the staff and guests uh, can feel someone brush against them on the stairs. And in various parts of the home, a shadow of a woman and an actual apparition that looks like Lizzie has been seen down in the basement by all the owners, the staffs, and guests as well. Uh, they also hear disembodied voices. Um, and uh, I, I believe it's a current owner, uh, Lenane Wilbur, said she felt the cold touch of a finger run down her back. Uh, when she quickly turned around, there was no one there. So this is some of the activity that is, is uh, people have experienced. The ghost that say people say that they've seen there is Andrew uh, Borden. Uh, they say he's still seething, uh, that his life was so brutally taken from him, uh, finding in some comfort that the living are bringing things to light. Um, he enjoys watching the activity in the home and has started to answer EVP questions. Uh, he goes about his business, uh, what he used to do while he was still alive. Uh, another one is Abby Borden. So both the parents, uh, people have seen her in the guest bedroom, which is called the John Morse room. Um, people have seen an indentation of a body on the room's bed. Uh, just, um, like someone had just laid on top of it and then moved. 
Um, this is one month after renovations and refurbishing the home. Uh, there's also cries are heard in that room as well. An older woman with gray hair has been seen happily puttering around the home, busy with her affairs. Uh, if she couldn't enjoy her life here while she was alive, uh, she can do it now in the afterlife, apparently. Uh, Liz- <coughs> Lizzie Borden is also said to have been there. Uh, like I said earlier, an apparition of a woman that looks like Lizzie has been seen down in the basement, looking around the basement, perhaps um, being sure that she disposed of the evidence. Because like the axe, when they found the axe after the murders, it was down in the basement. And it looked like it had been... Uh, she's tried to clean it, clean all the blood off of it. Um, Bridget Sullivan, the maid, people said that she, she has been seen there. Um, they say that she's still trying to say what happened. She's trying to get the truth out there. Uh, apparently an EVP recording captured by someone said that they heard a horrified scream saying, ma'am, come quick. And there are cold spots reported in Maggie's room. An apparition of a woman dressed in a maid's clothes is seen during her chores around the house. And then there's uh, the end. There's two young children that people have seen in parts of the house and heard them playing with marbles. Um, I don't know who those two are, but um, f- I believe Ghost Adventures talked a little bit about it more. I think there were some people that were murdered in the house before the board- Bordens got it, uh-huh. and they might be the children of those people that were murdered. So the six rooms. So the- another family was murdered in there before. I I think so. I didn't. I just kind of briefly heard that in oh. Ghost Adventures while you were. Uh, finding your your spot for your uh, location that you just showed us. Um, but I don't know for sure. I'd have to go back and look into that. Interesting. So the rooms that you can stay in is the Limmy, Lizzie and Emma suite. Um, it's a two-room suite on the second floor that includes the bedrooms that both Lizzie and Emma stayed in. Um, Emma's room has a full-size bed. Lizzie's room has a queen-size bed. And I believe this is on the second floor. So all the rooms on the second floor share a bathroom. Damn, that would suck. Um, yeah. Well, because it's a house. I mean. Well, I mean, you're going to turn this into a bed and breakfast. Yeah. It's more so, of a hostel now. <laughs> pretty much. Well, well, the Abby and Andrew suite is a two-room suite on the second floor. Um, this is the room that the both the board and stayed in. Um, and I, I believe um, it was also Abby's a sewing room. The sewing room was turned into a, a second bedroom for this suite. To a slaughter room. Yes. <laughs> Um, then you have the John V. Moore suite. This room is where Abby was actually found. Um, and this is on the second floor as well. This is the room that Lizzie and Emma, Emma Borden's uncle had slept in the night before Abby was found murdered in the room. Um, so this, that's why it's named the John Morse room. That's their uncle. So it was named after him. They have the Bridget Sullivan room. This is on the third floor where the Borden's maid, uh, actually lived. And she and Lizzie were the only two people in the house when Andrew and Abby were murdered. So they think that... Um, that uh, Did you Brid- watch the Ghost Adventures episode where they kind of went to a little bit of a speculation of why she murdered them and what was going on? Well, she she was acquitted, so they don't know that she well, murdered them. Well, it's all speculation. I'm and pretty this was sure based off of a uh, medium and EVPs that were done. I did not see uh, that. So... What they conducted with the medium, pretty much after everything was the investigation came down to was that Lizzie Borden was being sexually um, molested by her dad, or I think it might have been her stepdad or whatever, but her dad, and she, I believe she told her mom and her mom did nothing. And so in retaliation to stop it all and to 
blame her mom for not helping her, she axed them both. Huh, interesting. We should go investigate. Yeah, right, let's we'll get take, her on. We'll take Brandy with us and Caden. Double gets, tap. Caden gets a thing, too. Um, we'll go stay in the, in the house. Uh, there's Andrew Jennings' room, which was named after her defense let's lawyer. Let's all share the bathroom. And then there's the <laughs> Hosa Knowlton room. This is on the third floor, and it is dedicated to the District Attorney of Southern Massachusetts. Um, so, yeah, they those are the six rooms you can stay in. Like I said, you're looking about $300 a night. You can fit up to, like, five people in most of these rooms. But I think it's it costs extra for the more people you have. They do the tours from, like, 10 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. Um, check-in is 5 o'clock if you're spending the night. They do an investigation, uh, I believe, from 10 p.m. to midnight, I think almost nightly. Um, and then, obviously, if you are staying in the house, there are some common areas that you're allowed to go in, so you can kind of do your own investigation afterwards, after the main investigation is done. Um, they don't have TVs. You can rent a projector and <laughs> hook your phone up to it and watch Netflix on the wall. <laughs> Interesting. Very strange. Well, I mean, that's kind of ingenuitive of if, i mean with what you got you gotta deal with it no no room to hang tvs on the wall but we can throw a picture on there but yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of that's that's a place where i'd love to go and check out yeah i could go to massachusetts too yeah salem yeah yeah a lot of things we could use in good old mass we could throw some tea out in the water <laughs> yeah yeah we could <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> Let's put a bell. <laughs> <laughs> all right, is that on that one? Yeah, that's all I got. I mean, I think that one could be its own episode. I mean, that's that's there's a lot of details well, in that. There's one. a lot of details. I yeah, I didn't go into all the details of like their life and and the actual murders and stuff like that in the trial because we could do that in a whole other episode. Yeah. I wanted to talk more about the uh, what you can do now as a bed and breakfast, right? And uh, same with this one. The one I'm going to do is... And you're done? I should, I should, yeah. I should, no, okay. <laughs> I don't want to jump in. Uh, this is the Stone Lion Inn in Oklahoma, which probably could do its own episode. There's a lot more creep factor involved with it, but I'll just kind of talk about, yeah, like you said, what's, what's going on with it now. It was built in 1907 by the Hooten family. Um, he was uh, pre- pretty well off. He was, he, was, he was doing pretty well. He was the founder of a cotton oil company and the first car dealership in Oklahoma. It was, uh, for at the time being, it was very large. It was built in 1907, like I said. So it was very large. It was almost $12,000 by the time it was done being built at that time. So pretty, pretty, pretty good size. Um, there is, I had heard that there had been a few family members that had passed away in the house. I get the impression that maybe the older, maybe the parents had passed away, maybe from old days. But one that stands out is one of their children named Irene. She was eight at the time, age eight. She had whooping cough, and the doctor or nurse had kind of uh, incorrectly medicated her or over-medicated her, and she died um, from, I guess, like medicine poisoning or something like that. Overdose. Yeah, like overdose. <laughs> and and so she, Irene, is said to kind of be still there. Her spirit still is there. People have seen a little girl uh, in the hallways. Uh, they've heard giggling of a little girl in the hallway. So she is thought to still be there i heard about this a uh, spirit of a little girl who people thought was this spirit uh-huh and then come to find out she actually lived a long life yeah there's 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 yeah there's some interesting things there's another story of a of a of maybe a child named augusta and she lived a long life there but she had died as a young child and anyway it's kind of confusing but 
a lot of reports. Stolen, stolen identity. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> you know, it's hard to tell. So I actually cut some of that stuff out. What, what, what kind of seems to be the consensus along a lot of research that I that I did and um, others have done, it seems like Irene might have been the only one that had passed away or for sure passed away at a younger age. Um, the family owned it. Like I said, they built it in 1907. They owned it until like the 1920s. So they kind of hit some kind of rough patch. I don't know if it was like a rough patch in business or what. I mean, it was close to the Prohibition, Great Depression time. So I don't know what what happened. But in the 1920s, um, the Hooten family kind of let a um, what's the person called that lives in a, that works in a mortuary? Mortician. Mortician. There we go. A, mort- uh, a mortician kind of use it as a morgue for for a good little while. Um, it, it it might have been like. 10 years or something like that eight, eight to ten years they had this mortician using it as a morgue so that being said there's a lot of potential for spirits because you know they were worked on in there <laughs> for a while i'm not sure exactly what year the family took it back over um but they had it until the family it was in the family's ownership until 1986 when the current owner um who still owns it today bought it in 1986 her name was Be- becky luker and so Becky currently owns it, and and I believe her and her whole family live there. I think her and her kids like live in in this uh, inn, and they wanted to make it the first bed and breakfast in Oklahoma. And they would experience interesting things like doors randomly opening and closing in the middle of the night and in the hallways. Um, in the toy room, like, or I don't know if it's a toy room or a kid's room, whatever kid's room, but toys would be, like, misplaced and, and moved around from when they last left it. And the Hooten kids actually came into the house, and they kind of told her, like, yeah, that was our toy chest, and this was our room that we also had our toys in. And um, so that kind of made a little more sense why, why maybe things were moving around. So it became a bed and breakfast, but she also, uh, Becky also turned it into a murder mystery kind of theme like a dinner thing. a dinner a dinner in a murder mystery so so guests would come in and get killed and they would die <laughs> dun, <laughs> and, dun, dun. and then so, they'd have to solve it and it's a murder solve, mystery. yeah <laughs> like okay so before the police get here who did it? <laughs> <laughs> let's find out who, that's a who done it <laughs> don't contaminate the evidence <laughs> oh, <laughs> <a> dead body <laughs> so they kind of did it off of like the, the whole like the game board clue. It's kind of based off of, of that, how she kind of established it. And so it's a bed and breakfast right now, and and they still do murder mysteries. To the best of my knowledge, that's still happening. Um, some of the things that guests experience, and actually I think some of the <coughs> some of the employees also might be staying there. Like I don't know if they live there or if they just stay there on their shifts. I don't know exactly. But so employees and guests kind of all see the same, th- or this is what they've reported. They've seen... Ghosts of a man and child. Um, things are moving on their own. They hear disembodied voices. Uh, they see shadows all the time. Uh, uh, the smell of a cigar. Uh, knocking sound. Footsteps. Um, now, Ghost Adventures crew went there. And this, in my opinion, is a location that they might have had one of the, some of the best evidence they've ever caught on tape. For the show. You know, again, I don't know if it's staged. Come, I don't know. Come on camera. No one uses tape anymore. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You weren't there for that one. I know. <laughs> um, so they have, you know, they put their static cameras, their night vision cameras all throughout the house as they investigate. 
And on the on the second level, no one was up there yet, but they caught it on camera where a door just opened by itself. No one actually noticed it. So later on, like they, you see them going up the stairs. Zach was going into a room to just kind of lay in, in a bed. This bed that Zach was laying in, one of the employees was also staying in that bed. I don't know if, again, I don't know if like they were staying there, maybe when they worked long shifts, or I don't, I don't know what it was, or if they actually lived there. But anyway, this employee said that she was in the bed, and it felt like someone crawled in bed with her. So she kind of felt like... Damn it, ghosty. Ghosty <laughs> gets around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so this employee didn't she was laying on her side facing you know facing the wall and uh kind of felt like the something was crawling in bed behind her and she did not want to turn around and look so zach she welcomed went, it <laughs> <laughs> it's like here i am <laughs> so zach was laying in that bed uh just, you know, just trying to ask ask for evidence and he heard you hear footsteps out in the hallway and you also heard a lot a, lo- uh, a loud bang so when Zach went out into the hallway, the cam- one of the cameras that was that actually caught that door open up there, it had fallen over by itself. And then they went down into the main floor, which was their I don't know what you call it headquarters, ground base. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, something, something like that. So and base. they were just reviewing because base cam. Base cam. There we go. Let's call it that. I like that. <laughs> so Aaron had some weird things happen on the SB seven spirit box, like voices come through. I couldn't really make out some of the voices, so I didn't want to really want to talk about it here. But anyway, he wanted to kind of show them the evidence. So while they're in there, so the four guys. So it's Zach, Aaron, Billy, and Jay, which is, for the most part, the whole team. They're in base camp, and as they're talking to kind of talk about what they're going to review, the door opens slightly. And it probably opens, I don't know, six, six inches maybe? It was like six inches, something like that. And I'd say twelve. <laughs> okay, it cracked open. Six looks like you can see like the door jam and a little bit of inside the room. So I'd say probably a few inches. It wasn't a foot. We'll say a few inches. Sure, whatever. <laughs> well, let's go by subway and measure. <laughs> and so, Beaker, you said that you kind of saw like in the view. You saw kind of like a. I felt energy in uh-huh. like there was like a little coffin, like sarcophagus thing there. Yeah. And I was kind of feeling energy off of it, and I was getting ready to point at the camera or at your iPad uh, and tell you that I felt energy there, but I was stuffing my mouth full of uh, sausage. some sausage. <laughs> and as like right as I was getting ready to point at the camera, that's when the door opened. And where you where you kind of felt something, that's near the handle of the yes. door, the door handle. So it kind of cracked open. They were like, what was that? You know, because it's very creaky. And the guys are like, you know, they're shining the cameras and they're shining the lights on it, like... Hey, did you open that? Could you could you could you please close the door? You know, if you open it, could you please close it? And then the door slams shut. Which is pretty I don't give yeah. me give me the chills when that I was that was an intentional slam, like Well, I saw yeah. the litter the the Twitter comment that popped up when they uh-huh. on that episode where someone's like, Holy hell, I think I was more scared with that than you guys were. Yeah. It was pretty spooky, and then when they went to the door to kind of check it out, it was it was slam shut. Like it was kind of they had to kind of you know kind of put a little pressure to open the door. Yeah. No, did you notice? Okay. In this type of a situation, they don't have a chance to, like, make a second take. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice how they did not overreact to that door slamming? They weren't like freaking out, overreacting. There was more of like a. In the moment, like, holy oh, shit. Oh, like a normal reaction? Like oh, a normal right, reaction. Right, right, right. They, didn't, they weren't overacting. 
Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they didn't get a second take. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were all together. Yeah. And because they, they can't do this. They could recreate the door opening and closing again. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was pro- I mean, they're still big fans of the show. I love you guys. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for listening and watching. Yeah, that's why Ghost you avoided crew. me in Vegas. I know. Acting like he doesn't know us. Yeah. It's like all these guys again. But it's probably one of the After best the evidence invites. that I've seen on on the on the series. One that was best. really cool evidence, though. Holy shit! That was, and that was rewatching. I I forgot the whole episode as I was rewatching it until that part, and then I remembered. Oh yeah, I remember this part. This so was if good. people wanted to watch it, what what episode? This is on Discovery oh. Plus. All these are on Discovery Plus. Like the Lizzie Borden House, I believe on Discovery Plus is episode or season six, episode like four or five. If you wanted to go watch that one, yeah. I'm gonna let me pull it back up here. It was. Um, season 18, it, it was called their extra pulses. This was the one I was watching. Cause this is where they're replaying it with like notes, commentaries. Yeah. Like notes and like Twitter feeds that was, was happening. So it was just called, it was called their extra pulses stone lion in from season 18 of this series. So if you guys want to check it out, that's the episode. Really good evidence. It's it, towards the very back. It's like in the last, within like last 10, 15 minutes of the episode, it was that is that evidence? It's pretty good. Nice. And that is uh, the Stone Lion Inn. All right. Hell yeah. House to the yes. Well, maybe I should go to bed and you guys should go get some breakfast. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I know and uh we're gonna be down a, a host here in a couple weeks. Um we do have some stories that have been coming in from people. Uh, we're probably going to do another episode of listener stories. So if you've got a story that you would like to to share on that episode. Um, yeah, feel free to hit us up where you can find us on the evp.pod on Instagram or Facebook or at gmail.com. Send us your stories and we will share them on the air if that's what you want us to do. Yes. Uh, if you just want to send us stories for us to read and share amongst ourselves, you can do that too. Just put in the email or the message that this is for us only and not for the air and we will and keep we'll it that wait way. wait for a year and then we'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That way they'll forget. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this, this episode's a little bit shorter than normal just because we're kind of on a time crunch. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for maybe watching. And watching <laughs> on the YouTubes. And uh, go see Don't Play That. Peace out, butterflies. Sausage, please. <laughs>